السلام خطيبا في بني إسرائيل فسئل أي الناس أعلم فقال أنا فعتب الله عليه إذ لم يرد العلم إليه أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Most respected elders and brothers The third incident that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of in Surah Al-Kahf is the incident of the meeting of Nabi Musa alayhi salam with Khadir alayhi salam This very special servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who was bestowed with the knowledge which is termed as ilm takween the knowledge regarding the administrative matters of this world, with regards to who will live, for how long he will live, who will die, where will rain fall, etc. So this was the knowledge that Nabi Khadir salam was bestowed with. And Musa salam was bestowed with ilm sharia the knowledge related to the laws of deen. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this surah gives us a glimpse into the unseen administrative matters of this world. And the same theme, theme is being highlighted throughout the surah, which is as-sira' bayna al-iman wal-maddiyya, the clash between iman and materialism. That one is what a person understands, what he can see, what he can perceive, and one is what iman and his belief demands. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us that many a times what is the reality is contrary to what we are able to understand, perceive and see. Thus the dictates of Iman is that we wholeheartedly submit and surrender ourselves and believe in the, te- the teachings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and accept the decisions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to our daily matters in our life. So the prelude to this incident, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that once Nabi Musa alayhi salam gave a very effective khutbah and a lecture to the Banu Israel to such an extent that the Banu Israel began to tear and began to cry. After this khutbah and this lecture, Musa salam was asked by one of the people that which of the people is most learned. So Musa salam being the Nabi of Allah, at that time present on the earth, there was no one who had equivalent knowledge to Nabi Musa salam as far as the laws of Sharia. So Musa salam stated what was the reality that I am the most knowledgeable. But because of his high position and his close relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala disliked this answer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wished that he attribute knowledge to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as a reprimand, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then informed Musa salam that there is a certain servant of mine who is more knowledgeable than yourself. Look at the enthusiasm of Nabi Musa salam. Musa salam then asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَكَيْفَ لِي بِهِ That how, how will I be able to meet the servant? So despite being the Nabi of Allah, despite having such great knowledge, his aspiration was to learn and to benefit. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then advises Nabi Musa salam regarding where he will meet the special servant. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him the instruction to take along with him a salted fish. And when they will come to a certain place where the two oceans meet, this fish will be brought back to life. And this is the place where you will meet the servant of mine. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recalls this incident in the Quran Kareem in Surah Al-Kahf, the third incident. وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِفَتَاهُ لَا أَبْرَحُ حَتَّى أَبْلُغَ مَجْمَعَ الْبَحْرَيْنِ أَوْ أَمْضِيَ حُقُبًا When Musa alayhi salam says to his attendant, Nabi Yusha, who later became the Nabi of the Banu Israel, that I will not, I will continue, I will not give up. 
until I meet the servant, until I reach the place where the two oceans meet, or I will continue traveling for many years until I meet the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this shows the great determination and the great zeal of Nabi Musa salam to learn and to benefit. So from here we learn that despite a person's age and seniority, whether it be as far as position, age, etc., a person should never feel ashamed and shy to benefit and to learn, even if it be from someone junior or lower than us in position. So Nabi Musa salam then sets out with his attendant and after traveling for some time, Musa salam then takes shelter by some rock and he and his attendant go to rest and Musa salam falls asleep. While asleep, the attendant Nabi Yusha, he notices that miraculously this fish sprung to life and it then went into the ocean and jumped into the ocean causing a tunnel to appear and it disappeared into the ocean. But Nabi Yusha forgot to inform Nabi Musa salam regarding this unique incident and when Musa salam awoken, they continued on their journey and they continued for an entire day. Then Nabi Musa salam tells Yusha, Atina ghada'ana laqad min safarina hadha nasaba that bring forth our meal that we have brought along with us. I have encountered, we have encountered great difficulty in this journey of ours. So now Yusha remembers that he had forgotten to inform Nabi Musa salam of this incident. And the ulama give various explanations regarding how he had forgotten to mention such an amazing incident. Because he had been in the company of Nabi Musa salam for many years and he had witnessed many of these type of incidents. So this wasn't something very, very unique. It was something like a daily occurrence to him. So nevertheless, he then mentions to Nabi Musa salam that when we had taken shelter, Then I had forgotten to mention to you that the fish had disappeared. So Musa salam then tells him, That is that very thing that we were looking for. That is that which we were after. And then they began to retrace their steps going back. Finally, they come to the place of the rock and the place where the two oceans meet. And Musa salam finds a servant who is covered in a shawl seated. So Musa salam makes salam. So Khadir replies, Anna salam. That where has salam come from in this place? So Musa salam then introduces himself by stating his name. Khadir then asks him that are you the Musa of Banu Israel? So Musa salam then replies in the affirmative and then he requests for permission. He requests for permission to join the company of Khadir in order to benefit from him. He says, That would you allow me to follow you to remain in your company so that I may benefit from that knowledge, that rightly guided knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed you. So here we see the humility of Nabi Musa salam and his zeal to learn and his expression of his humbleness before Khadir in order to benefit and to learn from him. So the ulama explained on this point of salam that this hallmark of salam was the sign of Iman and Islam and the greeting of the Muslims even prior to the nubuat of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So thus it is important for us to keep alive this great sunnah of the Anbiya salam and the hallmark of Islam. So nevertheless, Musa alayhi salam, after requesting, Khadir then tells him 
that innaka ala ilmin min ilmillah allamanihi la a'lamuhu that you are upon a knowledge Allah has bestowed you with such a knowledge that I do not have knowledge regarding and Allah has bestowed me with such knowledge that you are not aware of and because of this you will not be able to remain patient with me so he was referring to the knowledge of Musa as far as the laws of Sharia that if Musa had to witness something contrary to the laws of Deen then it would be beyond him to not object to it and to not prohibit it and Khadir was bestowed with the knowledge and the laws of administrative matters and he did not have the knowledge regarding the laws of Sharia but Musa assures him that Satajiduni insha'Allah min as-sabirin or Satajiduni insha'Allah sabiran wa la asilaka amra then insha'Allah if Allah wills you will find me to be patient and I will not disobey any command of yours whatever instruction you give me I will follow it so here again we understand the importance of following the instruction of the teacher so in order for a person to benefit to gain knowledge whether it be in deen or whether it be in worldly matters he has to humble himself before his teacher and whatever conditions are made by the teacher in order for the progress of the student it is imperative for him to follow those instructions and that will be the means of his progress in that knowledge so Khadir then makes a condition the condition for you joining me and accompanying me is that you are not allowed to ask any question until I make mention of it to you. So Musa salam then accepts and he joins Khadir. So they set out and they arrive at the shore of the river and there were some youngsters who had a boat. They recognized Khadir to be a pious servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they allow both of them to board this boat without any charge. So while Musa and Khadir السلام, were on this boat, Khadir then takes a board or a plank of that boat and he damages it. So Musa السلام, immediately objects. That have you damaged their boat in order to cause its inmates to drown? Indeed, you have carried out a very evil deed. So immediately Khadir reminds Musa السلام, that did I not tell you Alam aqul sabra. did I not say that you will not be able to bear patiently with me so Musa السلام, apologizes and he says that this was because of me forgetting my agreement that I had asked this question so he apologizes and they continue then they reach the shore of the ocean and the shore of the sea and they disembark and they see some children playing so Khadir approaches one of the youngsters who was very handsome and he grabs hold of his head and he immediately separates it from his body killing that young boy so Musa السلام, being the Nabi of Allah it was beyond him to bear this and to not object immediately he objects and he says have you killed an innocent soul that has not caused any oppression and not taken any life you have carried out a very heinous deed so again Khadir reminds Musa السلام, with a little bit more emphasis that did I, did I not say that you would definitely not be able to remain patient with me so Musa السلام, then assures Khadir and he says if I ask you any question after this then you have sufficient excuse to not keep me in your company so they continue and they reach a certain group of people and they request those people being guests 
they request those people to be hospitable to them, to feed them. But those people refused. So while they, Khadir, he sees and he realizes that there's a certain wall and this wall is about to collapse. So he goes and he starts mending this wall and fixing this wall. So Musa salam immediately tells him, you could have taken some remuneration and some payment for this. These people were miserly and they did not want to be hospitable to us. We could have used that to see to our needs. So immediately Khadir then tells Musa salam, that the time of separation has come between me and yourself. And then he tells Musa salam, Now I will inform you regarding the interpretation of that which you could not bear patiently. Now I will inform you regarding the reason behind my actions in these three situations. So then Khadir then begins to explain to Musa salam, as for this boat, it had belonged to some youngsters. And beyond this, غصبة, at the other side of this, of this river, there was a very oppressive ruler who would take any boat that had no defect in it. So therefore, because this was the only means of livelihood for these youngsters, I wish to damage it to protect their means of livelihood. So again here, coming back to the theme of the surah, outwardly it seemed like this was a form of harm. That these people were kind and they were generous to Nabi Musa and Khadir They did not even charge them a fee to allow them to board the boat. So the demands of generosity and kindness would be that they be kind to them. But in response to that, Khadir in reality damaged and caused further harm to them. So that is what it seemed like apparently. But in reality, this external harm was a blessing in disguise. It was a form of protection for the only means of livelihood. So like this in our lives, many a times we may be faced with some circumstances where we encounter loss of wealth. A person loses his belongings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. He, he encounters some difficulty as far as financial conditions. But sometimes that difficulty and the challenge in reality is a protection. Whether he can see the wisdom behind it or he cannot see. Like here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what was apparent initially, what seemed like an act of oppression, what seemed to be oppressive, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed the reality actually was a, was a mercy unto them. So like this in our lives, when we encounter any difficulty in our financial condition, then many a times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is protecting us from another calamity, greater which we cannot even see and cannot even understand. Then the second incident, Khadir then explains to Musa alayhi salam, as far as that youngster, we apprehended that he will cause his parents, he will lead his parents to transgression and disbelief. So we feared that when he grows up, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had seen that when this youngster will grow up, his parents who were believers will be affected by this young boy and he would lead them to disbelieving Allah subhanahu, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wished to protect them and therefore Khadir then killed this boy. And if a child passes away, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed Jannah for that child. So therefore this child was saved and the Mufassirun explained that later on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had bestowed them with a child, with a daughter. 
and that daughter became the mother of a Nabi. So the replacement Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given them was far greater than their loss. So in the same way, outwardly what seemed to be an act of great oppression and murder, Khadir takes the life of an innocent young boy. But what it became apparent that this was a great protection. The protection for the safety of akhirat for the parents. So like this when we encounter any loss in our deen, in our, in our, in our, uh, as far as any beloved person, any family member, a close friend, etc. Then at that time, many thoughts and sentiments come to mind. A person, Allah forbid, sometimes may even question Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At that time, a person should realize this, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put, put me through this difficulty. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the wisdom. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understands the wisdom behind this. And many a times it is a protection from something that a person cannot even understand. Like in this incident, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explained and made manifest to us what seemed to be an act of oppression in reality was a great protection. Not only a protection for their dunya, but a protection for their akhirat, their eternal life and their eternal success. And then Khadir then explains the wisdom behind the last incident regarding that wall that wall belonged behind that wall was a treasure which belonged to two orphan youngsters. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intended to preserve the wealth of these two orphan boys. And the reason behind this, the ulama explained, was that their father, وَكَانَ أَبُوهُمَا صَالِحَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains the reason that their father was, an, was a pious and a righteous person. In fact, some mufassirun explain that it wasn't even their father it was sixth generation forefather that was a pious person and because of his piety Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserved the wealth of his children or the wealth of six generations so many a times our concern is regarding the financial security of our children Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the recipe for, for the protection and the financial security of our progeny and that is being pious and dedicating ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fulfilling the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So again here, outwardly it seemed like Musa alayhi salam Khadir was helping and he could have taken a fee. That would have been the logical thing that he takes a remuneration, a fee for it. But he responded in this way because of this act of piety of their forefather or their father. And because of that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had preserved the wealth of these orphan boys. Then Khadib then explains to Musa alayhi salam, Rahmatam min Rabbik, that this is a mercy from your Rabb. This is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is outwardly what seems like these incidents, what we have seen, outwardly seem to be something illogical. And that is what we understand in this world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us certain abilities and faculties by means of which we are able to come to certain conclusions. But these faculties are restricted and limited. We can only see and understand to a certain point. Beyond that is beyond our ability. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains to us by means of this incident that many a times you may see something, but the reality of it, you will not, you will not understand. And then Khadir then tells Musa alayhi salam, وَمَا فَعَلْتُهُ عَنْ أَمْرِي all these acts I had not done of my own command, of my own will, but it was because of the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was in fulfillment of the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
upon this Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon narrating this hadith and this incident Nabi, Mus- Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned to the companions that may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on Nabi Musa alayhi salam had he been more patient we would have come to know more of this incident and more of the unseen matters of the administrative matters of this world but nevertheless this incident we take lesson from this incident by understanding that many a times what we see is something contrary to what is the reality. So this world teaches us and is based on this aspect of materialism that believe in what you see or seeing is believing. But Iman and the dictates of Iman is, it's not a matter of seeing is believing, but rather believing in the unseen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to take lesson from this incident and grant us true Iman and submission for the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن إله إلا الله أشهد أن إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حيانا صانا حيانا صانا حيانا الفانا حيانا الفانا الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله الحمد لله الحمد لله علي ذات عظيم صفات سمي سمات كبير شان جليل القدر في ذكر مطالع من جليل البرهان فخيم الاسم غزيل الحلم وسيع الحلم كثير الغفران جميل الثناء جزيل العطاء مجيب الدعاء يميم الإحسان سريع الحساب شديد العقاب أليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا مولانا محمد عبده ورسوله المبعوث للأحمر والأسود المنعوث بشرح الصدر ورف الذكر صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه نجوم الطريق الأمم أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحد الله فإن توحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن سنة تهدي للطاعة ومن طاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم البدع فإن البدع تتهدي للمعصية ومن يعصي الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم الإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكون من الخاسرين ألا وإن نفسا لن تموت حتى تسك من رزقها فاتقوا الله وأجمنوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين ودعوه فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني يستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم 
إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأصدقهم حيان عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر العباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا رضي الله تعالى عنهم عن كل الصحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون Can you fill in all gaps and ensure there are no gaps in between? الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل يا أيها الكافرون لا أعبد ما تعبدون ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد ولا أنا عابد ما عبدتم ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد لكم دينكم وليدين الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا 
فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفر إنه كان توابا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وشفينا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار اللهم أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجات نقمتك اللهم انصر المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم انصر المسلمين المستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم اغفر لأمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز عن أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج الكرب عن أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين اللهم ارحم موتانا وموت المسلمين اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم إنا نسلك من خير ما سألك من نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعادك من نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين